Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We brought you by Extend. He says you can hear you now. You are streaming. Beautiful. Let's go. Okay. Let's rock out. Here we go. Let's have ourselves a day, folks. We're brought to you by Xtend. Xtendav.com. So, Stu is running the board on Thursday. Yeah, why is this just being brought to our attention? We'll let Stu do it. Some people said we were streaming, so now it's all out there. Hey, Stu, we're just joking with you, buddy. Yeah. It's not just now brought to your attention. We're brought to you by Xtend Technologies. So Stu's running the board. What are you doing on Thursday, Owen? My daughter is going to Italy. Talking to the so mic. I can't hear you, buddy. I am talking into the mic. I, I got good you. levels. You sound like you're across it's the It's because you don't have the stuff on correctly. Oh, okay. Check so your go headphone ahead and speak. Levels. Your daughter's going to Italy? Yeah, she's going to Italy for soccer. Italy? Yeah. I Holy can't... Chautauqua. Yeah, what age? First of all, I how didn't even realize she? How, how cheap this trip and is. and one half. Can I get in on this for the money that you paid? No. Because this same trip would have cost Responsible me... chaperones only. 8000 9000 probably. Oh, more. Well, you, oh yeah. 12 15 because you got to find all the no, ski resorts and things question. like that. Oh, my God. I was going to... Well, I can't ask you that question. A couple right, thousand. Well, that's well, what it costs. You know, safe travels, and hopefully she has fun. Yeah. That's crazy. Boy, that's a good reason to have off. 12-day trip. for? 12-day trip, five days of soccer, because he worked that one show for Chico. Oh, he gets a day. Oh, now he gets, that's now he gets 15 days that's off ridiculous. for it, apparently. And he didn't show. even do a that's good fine. job. That's well, fine. I that's thought fine. his first two minutes were solid. Other people disagreed. Um, I listened to a lot of Double A's show. In fact, I don't understand. It wasn't some people disagreed. Basically, everybody said it was horrendous. Now, I gave him... What? I gave him high marks. I heard the first two minutes. I thought it was great. Well, yeah, you did what? love it yesterday. From what I heard, it was really good. So to see that 100% of people not named me thought he was terrible, I thought that was ridiculous. But like, they hit, the guy, they hit the your target demos. The, the topics that you love, 
They hit him yesterday. I'm not hearing him in my ear. It's because you guys don't have me turned up correctly. Probably. Yeah, I don't, I, well, I'm going I, I don't out. Think we hit. We don't have you turned up. Correctly. I can see I think my the levels. Board doesn't have you turned oh, up. Correctly. Okay. I didn't touch the board. Either way, I think it's unfair for Double A to put in the work that he did. He was very excited about doing that show for a week. The fact that he prepped, I saw his notes. We went over potential topics. We even did mock debates. Oh, let's he... try this. Do you hear me now? Yeah. now <laughs> oh! Fantastic. So, so I thought the prep work for AA was outstanding, and I was so excited to get a chance to hear it, and I couldn't hear it live because uh, life had to intervene. Mm. We had some other things going on. So I heard the first two minutes of the show. What do you mean show. you thought it was outstanding? I thought the first two minutes of what I heard was absolutely incredible. Other people were like, this is horrible. Uh, it had really bad on Facebook. The reviews were in. Terrible. Come Everybody tell. Like and the he thing is, know. it's like, give him a chance. Like, give him a chance. That was his first show. And so for people to say, and I quote, now I'm reading here on Instagram, this is the worst audio I've ever heard in my life. I thought that was ridiculous. That's like, you true. have to give him a chance. That's not true. There's no way people thought that. I saw it. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell people thought saw it. I mean, I'm reading verbatim yeah, right now on Scene quote. Magazine, that, that article that Why Vince wrote that trashed him, and the first response was, yep, summed up how bad it was. I thought, no, you guys are being unfair. So I'm going to give it more of a chance. Did you see what NEO Trans blog wrote about him? <laughs> what, did, what did Kenny P have to I say? I don't know. He's on the phone. Do you he is on the phone. Let's get him, baby. <laughs> All right. Ken Prendergast joins us right now from NEO. All right. Is it NEO Trans or is it NEO Trans? Neo trans, like ne- as in Northeast Ohio trans. Excellent. Transformation, like economic transformation, not goodbye horses transformation. <laughs> <laughs> he hears it. He's uh, a listener. So, from the Neo trans blog, Kenny Prendergast joins us on the show. And you got some people talking uh, last week. And now, you know, some people are going to get into the. People have been going in on the Watson hearings and things like that. Oh, we could talk you to death on that. But uh, I did want to get Ken on the podcast because um, I was out. We're, no, I was out a day last week. You was, mm. No, I was on every day last week. I was out on out Thursday. That's right. And I wanted to get you on where we, we could both talk to you, Ken. And uh, just, you know, discuss some of the findings, discuss some of the things that you saw. Um, of course, you know, they, they immediately, the bronze immediately released a statement. Oh, we're, we're seeing the feasibility. It's a feasibility test, and we're focused on the stadium, which... That's hey, that's a great line, but I'm sure the Titans did a feasibility test too, and we all saw sure. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm have no doubt it's true. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it's not just where the Browns are doing or anything like that. I mean, you, you write about downtown, what real estate, uh, new buildings, old buildings, all, all the, the transportation downtown, everything like that. Correct. Yeah, urban core, some uh, some inner ring suburbs, even sometimes they get into the outer suburbs. But um, you know, anything that's northeast Ohio is, you know, pretty much uh, uh, you know in in our coverage area. Does Canton count? Uh, I did reference Canton in an article uh, last week, but I generally don't go out that far. No. Okay, because I, I kind of wanted to ask you about the Hall of Fame Village or something like that, but if it's not Jermaine, won't ask you about mm, it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, a bit, bit, bit out of there. So Ken Prendergast joining us here on the podcast. So when when did you first get wind of po- the possibility of a new site for the stadium? Uh, I would say probably about a month ago. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, go ahead. It uh, you know it's you you start to hear rumblings and and some people aren't willing to talk uh, openly about it at first, but you keep going back to them and seeing what else you're you're able to get out of them. 
and ultimately they they feel comfortable enough with you that they're willing to talk a little bit more and and uh, uh, and then you get a second source to confirm it uh, and uh, so I went ahead with that article on uh, June seventeenth and then did a follow up last night. Well, I think your reporting has been excellent. I know the Browns have a different idea about your reporting so far, uh, which I understand at this at this right. phase uh, at this stage of the game. Uh, that does not surprise me that they would either sit there and haggle over the words, the the the, the actual, you know, nomenclature of what they want to describe it as. But let's let's get to this point first. Sure. The stadium where it is currently. And the ability to renovate the stadium. Because I have seen the Tennessee feasibility studies that have been done. Mm-hmm. Is there a figure that could possibly make sense for renovating the stadium? Or is it so prohibitive that spending, quote, a little more money, and we know a little is a lot any way you, you couch it, but spending a little more money to overhaul and then to renovate makes sense? Let me let me use a metaphor. Is that one of the other things that I do when the real estate market isn't so pricey? Is I do condo flips. And oh, congratulations a, on wow. your success! Wow. Boy, you could have cut some so, of us radio folk in at some point. There you go. Uh, not doing it now though, so I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, pining for business here. So, uh, but when I walk into a condo, you know within five minutes whether or not it's something you can work with or something you can't. Hmm. And anybody that spends a lot of time around NFL stadiums will walk into a stadium and say, yeah, I can work with this or I can't. Uh, If you walk into First Energy Stadium and you look at the, uh, what do you call the areas around the, uh, you know, not not just the outside courtyard, but some of the, the indoor concourses, and you realize, I can't work with this. Can we expand farther outward? What is the plazas around the stadium to handle crowds? Uh, you know, what kind of area do we have to work with here? And they eventually, uh, you know, take a look at it and say, I, I can't work with this. All right, well, what is the cost figure if you can work with it? And you do that feasibility study to provide you with the numbers and say, yep, we can't work with it. Uh, but you already have an inkling that this is something you, you, you just can't do because you've got experience with it. You, you know what you're dealing with. Uh, same thing, you know, looking at a used car, you know, you, you look at a used car and says, eh, I don't know. And then you open up the hood and say, Nope, walk away. Um, same deal here. I think that's what they're doing with this stadium saying, you know, this is not something we can work with, but we got to provide some numbers, uh, or else they're going to just say you, you did it on a whim. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this feasibility study is right now. Okay. So if that's the case, then if they're saying that, you know, anybody in terms of construction, renovation, uh, we know it's going to continue to get blasted by the most inclement weather that you can get because of where yep. where it is. Uh, right. Then now we'd be talking about different sites, and you've done extensive reporting on the different sites. You said something, or you had something in that reporting about a particular uh, a particular point of view from the Browns about how valuable the real estate is on the lake. Why would that matter to the Browns? If they're not going to be uh, with, they're not going to be holding that facility, and it's not going to be there on the water. Why would the Browns care how valuable the real estate is? Sure. Well, one of the things that uh, a lot of professional franchises are want, are getting into are ballpark villages, and they're they're doing it not just for the money of getting the the ballpark villages, 
But the fact of, of trying to not go to the community uh, to such a degree as they have in the past, they're probably still going to need public financing for you know some components of all these facilities, including here in Cleveland. Uh, but they want to try and do uh, you know what's called value capture. You capture the value of the real estate uh, by the activities that are occurring there, by the uh, uh, the property taxes, the sales taxes, the the revenues from uh, you know staying in a hotel, uh, buying and selling uh, food and beverage. Uh, all of these activities are revenue producers, and how do you capture the revenue from that? And use what's called tax increment financing to then retire uh, a bond issue. Kenny, that would be a TIF. I'll explain to Kent Carmen that'd be a TIF, Mm -hmm. as they call it in the in the developmental community. The tax what now? Yeah, tax increment financing. So you're you're taking the increased value of uh, you know when when you improve a piece of land, you increase the taxable value of it. So you take that increase of the taxable value and use that toward some public infrastructure necessary to support that, or you use it to support something else like a stadium. Uh, you're not taking away taxes from the existing roles. You're taking the added taxes that result from the improvement. So if you're going to improve the lakefront and generate all of these year-round activities, hotel, residential, office, recreation, you know, food and beverage, all of that, um, over a... I'm trying to remember what the figure is down there, 50, 70 acres, and and 20 acres of that is just for the stadium. So if you take all of that, including the 20 acres of the stadium, and capture the value from that, you can use those dollars to help finance a new stadium. Uh, And that's what I think is happening here. That's what the the Cavs and the Guardians are are doing over in their uh, neck of the woods, too. And this uh, thing with with, uh, Mr. Blitzer is, is all part of that in the long run. Ken Prendergast joining us from Neotrans blog. Uh, he's the one who you broke the story about the possibilities of the Browns moving to a new stadium. So this is something the city would want too. Am I correct? Sure. Uh, I mean, it, it means more jobs. Uh, you know, are you uh, generating jobs from ten activities at a stadium a year, or are you going to do it from um, you know a bunch of high-rise and, and mid-rise buildings on the lakefront? Uh, assuming that the airport is no longer there. Uh, and, uh, you know, you're generating a lot of jobs and, and uh, you know, tax revenue from that as well. Is it is there a comparison at all we can make with any other cities? And maybe we'll find this out when the feasibility study is done here in 2023. But is there a comparison you can give me now by what maybe Cleveland leaves on the table, where the stadium is situated where it is compared to where other stadiums are situated in their downtowns? Well, there's two examples. Uh, one is uh, Soldier Field in Chicago. Okay. Um, you know, back in the uh, early 2000s, they renovated the stadium for $600 million, which would be about a billion dollars today. Uh, and it's they're already making noise over there about relocating to Arlington Heights, uh, which is uh, over near O'Hare Airport. Uh, the alternative is, and granted, this isn't a lakefront city, but it's, it's uh, I believe, germane to uh, the Cleveland situation, is U.S. Bank Stadium up in Minneapolis. Uh, they have a, and by the way, the Chicago situation doesn't have supportive development around it. You've got to get a little bit away from the stadium because of all the highways and rail lines down on the lakefront, much like our facility. Uh, but in Minneapolis, they built the stadium, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, 
right next to downtown so that you, you walk out of the shadows of the, the high rises downtown and in, into the building, uh, into the stadium itself. Uh, it's, it's well integrated in, into downtown. And that's the kind of thing that I think that the Browns want. Um, from what I understand is they really like U.S. Bank Stadium. In fact, they liked it so much they, they hired the, uh, uh, the design firm that uh, helped work on, not the design firm, the, uh, the, the general contractor that worked on that. Um, and I'm going to... That is a fact, or is that something the Browns are still disputing, that they've hired that uh, firm? The Browns, have, the Browns have not disputed that. I've asked them about that several times, and, and they've, they've uh, walked around that. Um, uh, boy, where's the name of this? Uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's a company that's based in Minneapolis, and they're, they're using them to help do the... Uh, the ten million dollar uh, fix uh, emergency repair right now of the uh, the current stadium, uh, Mortensen Company. So, um, and I've asked Mortensen Company to, to comment on it, and and the the question was referred to their sports group guy, and the sports group guy didn't didn't respond. Hmm. Um, so uh, they've they've done this kind of thing before. They worked on. Uh, um, the uh, the Raiders' mm-hmm. new stadium. They worked on the the Minneapolis new stadium. They're in fact working on the renovation of the uh, of uh, Progressive Field right now. Um, so uh, they're they're part of the the research and analysis that's being done right now for for the lakefront and and how to redevelop it with or without the stadium. Ken Prendergast joining us on the show. Are there any? I mean, we all have feelings about the airport. Um, are there any conversations about converting the airport, doing something different with the airport going on? Sure. Uh, there's actually a, uh, a city-led study underway right now, which ironically is going to uh, conclude right around the same time that the Browns uh, feasibility study First Energy Stadium is going to conclude. I don't know if that's coincidental, but uh, it's, that's what it is. And uh, we'll find out from that uh, if that study about Berkeley for an airport as to what it would take to uh, close it down and and divert uh, its activities uh, over to uh, other airports nearby. All right, Ken, let's get to the nitty-gritty here. And by the time this actually uh, gets passed, and we know the prices continue to go up, uh, the cost of everything continues to go up, and then it'll probably be even higher than what the estimates are. How much for retractable roof right now? Probably two billion plus. Two billion, and again, just let people yeah. know what some of the estimates might be for renovation this time around, and then we know it's going to have to continue to get renovated. Yeah, the the, the last renovation that the Browns did was 120 million. That's 150 million in today's dollars. Uh, by the time they get around to doing some renovation uh, at the end of the uh, the lease, you know, we're talking 200 million plus, and and more likely something in the area of 500 million. But the Browns really want a retractable roof stadium. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What my source says. Right, and, which makes uh, that's common sense, right? I'm surprised yeah. that Buffalo is not going in that direction. Well, that's actually shocking to me in this climate. So what about when it, fa- it, it, it is and it isn't, though, because if, if you're trying to do a multipurpose stadium, how multipurpose can you be out in Orchard Park, New York, versus being in downtown? Yeah, I mean, that that's one of the things, because someone brought up, there were proponents, Ken, and I, I don't know where you stand on this, I should ask you, but what the hell. You I mean, there were proponents of outdoor, there were media members, proponents of outdoor stadium, and, uh, you know, the the Norman Rockwell feeling of sun of, of snow and football and all that other stuff, and they bring up Green Bay, and my first thought was, well, people stay in Appleton and Green Bay, they really don't have, like, what else is there going on in Green Bay, Wisconsin? No offense to the fine folks of Green Bay. We're a downtown city center here. And I'd have to, I'd have to just think honestly, Ken. Like the only way you can get people to pay a portion of this, or to get the taxpayer to agree to something like this, is actually to put a roof on it, so you could at least sell that you're selling more than ten football games a year and in a, a concert or two and some monster trucks. Sure. Yeah, and and people talk about well, look, how great is it to have a, a a good snow game with football? And it says, yeah, that is great. But when was the last time you had a snowball fight at First Energy Stadium? Never. Was that the was that the Buffalo Blizzard game? Uh, uh, you know, in the early 2010s. Uh, so what? Every 10 years for for a snowball game. Mm. What was the uh, was it 2007 tone? The, I mean, hell, uh, you're the right. Bills it was game? 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, so now we're talking 15 years. Yeah. Usually the weather is. I mean, there's been times where the the wind's been howling and it's been very cold. Mm-hmm. But as far as snow. I mean, you can count on one hand the amount of real dedicated snow game. Usually, if it snowed, they were able to clear off the field in time to make the field playable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that that situation. I, Go ahead, Ken. Devil's advocate, uh, yeah. and I'm 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 for retractable roof. And if they're going to do um, a multi-purpose facility and a campus or whatever you want to call it, to where they're shopping and restaurants, the the thought is that you know they're they're going to want to be partners, big time partners with the community. There's going to be questions about what the schools are going to get as there always are anytime there's downtown development. Um, But what I am wondering is, hey, look, people on Sundays, they come in for NFL games almost anywhere in the country. They go there. They tailgate. They buy their beer elsewhere. They come down. They grill out their own food that they bring from home that they get from the shopping market close to home. And then they leave. Yeah, there are people like me who will revel down on West 6 the entire day and spend way too much money. But that is the minority. So why should the taxpayers of this county take care of this ownership group, which has maybe, what, 
over doubled, at least doubled their money already. If you believe a Forbes valuation, you just saw what the Broncos went for. Why should they become partners with them and, you know, take over the responsibility of helping fund this? What are they getting out of it? It is still going to be how many times a year are people coming down for events? Sure. And, and I think that the Browns are going to have to have to, you know, do some polling to see, you know, if, lick your finger, stick it up in the air and see which way the wind's blowing. We know which way uh, the wind's going to blow, Ken. It's, it's not going to well, be favorable. True, and that's probably why they're going to look at what resources do they have available right now. The sin tax, uh, the city parking tax, uh, probably some state dollars, I think is probably where they're going to see uh, uh, any kind of increase in public funding might be from the state. From ODOT, uh, do you think? or No, I think uh, maybe from state capital budget, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe from Ohio Department of Development. Uh, those are the kind of the things they're looking at right now just to build this land bridge over the uh, the lakefront railroad tracks, which is their, seems to be their first priority right now and probably why they're reluctant to talk about anything other than a stadium on the lakefront. Um, so, you know, those are the public, in, uh, public investments that uh, the Browns would be looking at. If they're looking at something in addition to what they've already been getting for First Energy Stadium, it's going to be a very tough sell. And they may say, we can't do a new stadium because the, the public support just isn't there. Um, you know, if they can't come up with some uh, value capture financing from the real estate activities. And they that may force them to stay where they are. So what is the sell? What do you think is the best sell? We know how influential. I don't think other people who really pay attention, they think, oh, the Haslam's Tennessee. Uh, we understand their political influence in the state of Tennessee, but in Ohio. And what you probably know. I'm not informing you of anything, is they are very influential in the state of Ohio already. And they've been they've been doing this for a decade uh, of trying to accrue more and more of, you know, that that type of influence in the state. So I, I think they could get done what they want to get done. The question is on how they are going to what's the elevator pitch to the community? Right. By the way, was that a, a Freudian thing saying accrue like as in Columbus accrue? <laughs> uh so, I mean, that's that's what they did down in Columbus. Uh, they did the same, uh, you know, new stadium down there, mm-hmm. uh, real estate development around the stadium, uh, the arena district. Uh, that is their model, and they can say, look, we did it before. We'd like to do it with you guys. And maybe there's a, uh, you know, a Me Too thing saying, well, Columbus did it, and if Columbus can do it, you know, certainly we can do it here in Cleveland because, you know, we've, historically we've been the bigger city, and, and we want to be bigger and better than Columbus. Uh, there may be there may be a message there that they can use, uh, and also some additional partnerships with uh, other company partners, uh, hotel uh, companies, uh, hospitality firms, and show that this is not just the Haslam's, but a true multi corporate partnership uh, that will remake a part of downtown that has been neglected for a long time, uh, whether to the east side or southeast side of downtown. What happens to Brown Stadium if they elect to go with a new site and a new stadium? Second fishing reef. <laughs> well, if they build it, like it's it, the timeline's kind of thrown off there, Ken, because I've just been sitting here wondering why you guys were chopping it up. Ken Prendergast joining us, by the way. Neotrans blog. Go check it out, all right? Uh, that's .org. Is that correct? .org? That's correct. Okay, neotransblog.org. So, my whole thing is, well, if they build a lib... Li, uh, bleh, bleh. No, I'm, I'm sorry, it's neotrans.blog, my, my bad. Oh, yeah, sorry. Neotrans.blog. Neotrans.blog, there we go. Well, I'm right. sorry, I, when I said it on 8, I messed it up too. Sorry. Um, all right, so Ken Brennigas joining us from here, and he's been right there at the beginning of it. 
if they build the land bridge, well, it's got to go somewhere. You can't just build the land bridge to nowhere. So wouldn't that right. basically mm, put them right at that spot where they're at right now if they build a land bridge to that area where the, where the stadium is right now? Not if you're building uh, high-rise uh, residential offices, um, you know, uh, uh, a, a lakefront that Toronto might uh, might be admiring, or Milwaukee or Chicago. Um, you know, those are the kinds of uh, models that I think we would like to follow and, and have here. And, um, you know, granted, they do have, you know, stadiums on at least two of those lakefronts. But, um, you know, there may be, at least in Toronto's case, a little bit further back. Um, you know, those are the kinds of activities that uh, a land bridge would be uh, useful to on, you know, 365 days a year. Okay, that's that's certainly a good point. And then that brings in the other two scenarios here, where the one spot showed you where it would be where? On Lakeside, which would take out the Muni lot, and that, that would be downtown. And then it's hard for me to to imagine it just because my imagination isn't great about these things, Ken, uh, the spot where the, uh, post office is correct. Where the post office is where they would tear yeah. that down and make that the stadium, make that the site site for the stadium. Is that correct? Yeah. It's uh 35 acres down there. Plus another 48 that ODOT owns next to it. And you know, that's, that's a, a big piece of land to, uh, uh, to play Sim city with. So, um, um, and, and there's also been some talk about a 10,000 seat soccer stadium down there for USL games, that kind of thing. And, and, uh, um, St. Ignatius high school. Um, so, you know, there's, there, it could become a multi, uh, venue, uh, development site there on, on the Southeast side of downtown, but it's, it's pretty isolated by the surrounding highways. Uh, you got Tri-C Metro on the other side, you got the, the Valley and potentially a new County jail down there. Um, so, uh, there's there's limits as to how much that site can do versus the one east side of downtown uh, overlooking the, the Muni lots, um, which, you know, it's directly connected to downtown and, and could, you know, span uh, beyond uh, just that facility and spread northeast along the lake with some, some new development. But uh, it, that's a difficult site because of how many properties are involved and, and how many demolitions might have to be uh, be done. Uh, what is the state of the syntax that was brought up earlier by by Kenny? And I'm just wondering if this is something at the time, because I was too young, when it passed uh, for the Gateway Project, uh, et cetera, was this something that was supposed to be <laughs> for perpetuity? No, it was uh, – I'm trying to recall how long it was supposed to last. For some reason, I think it was like um, – yeah, it was supposed to last 15 years uh, from 91 to 2006. And then uh, in 95, when uh, our good buddy uh, Art decided to uh, move the team, then the, uh, uh, the voters approved extending another 10 years to help uh, um, renovate a municipal stadium. But, um, you know, then uh, the desire was to build a new stadium. But, and here's the thing that, that is the limitation with First Energy Stadium, is that the the mayor at the time, uh, Mike White, wanted this new stadium built before the end of the 90s. He didn't want to go into the 2000s without uh, a new football team. And, you know, in order to build the stadium uh, somewhere near the post office, maybe a little bit closer to the Interbelt, um, which was the favorite site among just about anybody that you'd ask back then in the the city administration, Mm -hmm. except for the mayor, he wanted this thing uh, built new uh, on the lakefront, 
uh, on the site in the foundations of the old stadium because you could build it much quicker there and have it have the Browns playing football again by the end of the 90s. And uh, because it was built quick and dirty and because it was built uh, you know, on the foundations of the old stadium, uh, it has a lot of limitations to it that date back to 1932. Um, and uh, so, you know, if we're going to be moving forward into the 21st century, um, the Browns are arguing that uh, uh, they need this site that that should have been built, um, you know, in, in the in the late 90s in the in the year 2000. Um, so that's one of the things that the Browns are looking at with the existing stadium is that yeah, it was it was just built very fast. It was a uh, uh, it was a cookie cutter type stadium, and it it had everything that you needed for a modern stadium to have, and all the suites and and uh, the the food and beverage and everything. Um, but it was just built very quickly, and, and according to some, uh, uh, maybe not very well. Um, there's a lot of things that are rusting on the stadium that probably shouldn't be rusting, and some of the concrete is oh. starting to crumble. Somebody, uh, um, we've had several callers uh, over the last. Anytime we bring this up, especially one last week, mm-hmm. who, you know, they whether or not they're telling the truth, who the hell knows? I but I assume they are because a couple of them seem to know a lot about pouring concrete and about pouring the concrete and how you know it's just because they had to do it on the quick. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not the way, according to the person, he's like, it's not unsafe, but it's not what I would want for construction-grade, multi-purpose stadium no, stuff. Fun. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's never uh, that's never a great thing. Don't really like that, but either way, go sure. ahead. Sure, yeah, yeah. They're, they're already doing $10 million worth of repairs uh, of that concrete and, and other things, um, in, including a, a heating cooling system that they say uh, makes the uh, – uh, quite a scary sound when it when it fires up. Um, so, <laughs> it's turned uh, and, and, and <laughs> Get loud. Okay, turn it on. Turn on the heating uh, and cooling. But it's you and I that are paying for that stuff, according to the stadium lease. Mm. Uh, these ten million dollars worth of repairs are paid by city and county taxpayers. Mm. Okay, purely speculative, but as as well as we've gotten to know the Haslam's over time, they they do a lot of philanthropy in the area. They've had a, a number of initiatives. They 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 have they've I, I mean I, I guess that's what you would hope for any operator of something that is I'd call the Haslam's you know partners with the city on so many things. With all of that said, uh, David Sampson, former CEO of the Marlins, basically says anytime you need a new stadium, you have, you have to threaten to leave. You have to threaten to leave, and you have to threaten it and get serious about it, or you won't be taken seriously, and you won't be able to get public financing. The Browns are going to want public financing to the degree that they want it. We're not exactly entirely sure right now because they won't even admit what they're doing. So, down the road, could you see the Haslam's using threats such as, we will take our team and head elsewhere if we don't get what we want? You might see the Haslam's do that, or they might have somebody else in another community say, hey, we want the Browns if you don't. Um, they're, you know... The Haslam's would come across probably sounding like the bad guys, and I'm sure they could get uh, some city official in another community to um, you know start waving a flag, saying, "Hey, uh, you guys don't want the Browns? We'll 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 take the Browns." Um, that might be a, a an avenue for them to go to. Oh, but does it come out to that? I mean, the thre- the threats already implied for crying out loud since it's happened here before. Oh, we've just seen it happen yeah. in so many places. Look at Minnesota, DC. 
Uh, look at how they've talked about, you know, moving it to different states. And, and you know, Chicago is Minnesota, another one. Minnesota, they were th- flying to L.A. Ziggy Wolf was flying to L.A. I mean, they, they have to make it look. This is just an aside, Ken. You can just, you know, start chewing popcorn while we talk about it. Yeah. But it, it unfortunately, that is one of the tools that they have at their disposal is to threaten. Now, Art Modell, we certainly understand that those threats, they have been paid off. A lot of people thought it would never happen. Yeah. Well, and, and look at Sherwin Williams, for example, um, which, by the way, I broke the story on that one, too, that they were not only uh, looking at a new headquarters but deciding to stay in Cleveland. Um, Ken, how but, much credit do you want during the interview? We already gave you credit for the first. We don't have the congratulations on all your well, success, I, I've, but... I've got I've got this list over here. Um, <laughs> Give us your next scoop. Come on. So, well, we'll work on that. He knows um, Liz and I are moving to Solon, and we, we don't even know whoa! yet. Whoa! Tell me the Cleveland Clinic isn't moving to Sheboygan. The Sheboygan <laughs> Clinic. Uh, I also had the scoop that they were building a 1 million square foot uh, neur- neurological center, too, by the way. Of course he did. Um, of course he did. Go well, ahead. That, wasn't, that wasn't brain science to know that one. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. But I'm bummed. So the uh, Sherwin Williams did make it known that uh, they were considering other communities uh, for uh, a new global headquarters while they were saying, all right, we we need a new global headquarters because our 90-year-old building uh, just isn't making it. Uh, You know, Sherwin Williams has been here since uh, 1866, and and, uh, so here's a company that's been here for 150-plus years making noise about uh, possibly moving to another city, and you got all these cities from Charlotte to Dallas to Atlanta saying, hey, we'll take Sherwin Williams if you don't want it. And, of course, it was all BS because uh, the uh, uh, the CEO of Sherwin Williams is building a new $10 million mansion over here in Bay Village, and they're not going to move when he's building a new new mansion in Bay Village. So, uh, you know, th- those are the kinds of things that, that companies will do. And, and it wasn't even implied that, yes, we'll leave. It's just saying, hey, we're, we're considering all our options is what they'll say and uh, and leave the rest of your imagination. Well, even that kind of kind of spooks me there. Uh, Ken Prendergast joining us on the show. Final one for me: If they were to decide, it's not, by the way, it sounds like they really do not want to stay in the, the stadium they play in. They do not want to keep it in the current spot they're at. Would, would that be true? Absolutely. Okay. Say they had to play in that same spot. Say they're like, you know, we're tearing it down and we're building it up again. All right, where would they play in the meantime? Well, I mean, if if they if they had to rebuild the existing stadium, um, you know, the 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 first reaction is is uh, you know Ohio State Stadium or or maybe Canton Stadium. Um, either one of those might be possible. Um, dare I say Pittsburgh? Oh, okay, <laughs> come on, come on, Ken. I mean, if you were a caller, we would have given you sweet chin music, and that would have been the end of it. My God. Um, well, I brought, I brought up I brought up Columbus because the first blush I had was. Boy, I'd love to get them down in Canton. It's like, well, it's a twenty thousand seat stadium, and I know the Chargers did the same thing. And you always charge a boatload right. for that and all that stuff. But my first thought is, boy, they really want that big footprint in Columbus, and they sure, really, yeah. they yeah. really want. It's like well, they probably would play games, and there have been pe- play games down in Columbus, and people were like, no, Ohio State will not share their stadium with anybody in that in that soccer stadium that they just built, which is nice, is what yeah. like fifteen thousand. So it's. It's not very big, but I, I I feel that some sort of deal would be struck, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I I really don't think it's going to come to that. I think it's a, a stadium off the lakefront, and uh, that's I think that's where they're going. Okay, 
Ken, we can't thank you enough. Neotrans blog or Neotrans uh, dot blog, correct? I probably messed correct. it up. Okay. Neotrans.blog. Thank you very much. I'm glad I got that one right. Uh, Ken Prendergrass, check out the blog. Uh, Breaks a lot of news from downtown. Does everything when it comes to downtown, you know, buildings and things like that. Follow him on Twitter, Neotrans, the whole thing. Uh, Ken, thank you very much, my friend. All right, thanks for having me. There you go. Ken Prendergrass joining us on the hotline for this podcast. Did you let him go? I thought I still Yeah, Okay. Hung up on him. What if he's like, no, I'm still here. I hated everything he had to say, and I got him out of here. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think when he talks about just how prohibitive the Browns are going to find renovations to be and that either way you're paying for it. The public's paying for it either way. So are you going to – this is – in a nutshell, if you were to bullet point this, this is exactly what it's going to boil down to, is that if you're the public and you know you're going to be partners with the Browns on having to finance this, would you finance the renovations, which are going to get more and more costly – and you're not going to be able to have all the big events that you want to have, Final Fours, Big Ten Championships, uh, WrestleMania, and maybe a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Or would you build something new, which is going to be more expensive, but eventually you're going to have to pay a lot of money anyway, and you're going to get all those events. Um, I, I need Either way, events. you're on the hook. I need the events. Hey, I, We've said it a bunch of times. We know what butters our bread. I would want the events. Mm-hmm. Having a having three teams is a big deal to me. You know, having them all playing in nice places is a big deal to me. And I understand that if you do this for any sort of time, like we've been blessed to do, these conversations are tough, but they're going to get brought up. We're talking professional sports in their buildings here, and this is going to be a fight, and and it should be a fight because anything civilly, anything for that uses taxpayer money, there needs to be a yin and a yang. You can't just have everything go one way. If you have one way, you will run into problems that way because then you do run into groupthink. So the usual suspects that we've talked about before who who bring up the fight against using taxpayer dollars, they should be welcomed into the arena to talk about that. Mm -hmm. There should be a back and forth on this because there needs to be fair warning to the taxpayer before they go and vote for this. However, we know the consequences of this all too well. I do. I still. I. I will mm. never. And I. I know this isn't germane to what we're talking about right now. You know the weird thing about the tax, about the syntax when it got ticked on when the Browns left, mm-hmm. when they were going to renovate the stadium. Is going. Where did you think we were going to renovate that stadium to begin with? Who, right. who thought that was going to be a viable option? Mm-hmm. That's what I just. I just don't understand. Ridiculous. It. Art Modell couldn't have thought that that was a viable option. Nobody. Anybody who spent. I was. You were. Mm. When they tore that stadium down, I was nine years old, and I went to that stadium plenty of times mm-hmm. before that. And even as a kid, you knew that it that stadium was wasn't going to be around dump. very much longer. Yeah. Just because every I don't, you can call it a dump. It was a dump. So but mean. it was our dump. Yeah. No, I mean, the question is going to be in the new facility, uh, will they have a seat for Pumpkinhead? Will G.E. Smith <laughs> be able to come over? And finally, will it be a place that London Fletcher's family can get into a brawl? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 